Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. Want to officially welcome you guys to another What Should I Do? Well, weekend edition. On um, this past week, uh, I've been exceptionally, not exceptional, but I've been uh, very uh, preoccupied. I had a lot of things I had to do. And so I wasn't able to do a lot of good content this week. So I want to make sure before this week begins that I give you guys, what's going on, Carrie? Uh, give you guys an opportunity to ask me whatever question you have to at least be able to stay consistent with the Q&As. So I'm gonna give you guys and gals an opportunity to come into the live stream. If you're watching this for the first time, I wanna welcome you to my channel. This channel designed to help you grow spiritually for God's optimal use. And I hope this material, these resources um, on this channel is a blessing for you. For those who are returning, wanna say thank you guys so much, gals, guys and gals, um, for joining me and being consistent with me. Uh, feel free to share, comment, let me know what you getting from this, but let's get right to the question. What's going on, Carrie? What's going on, Stella? What's up, Divine 15? Nicole Hilson from uh new uh from England. What's going on? Mario Mario CO, what's up, bro? Uh Tabitha, what's going on? Carissa, what's going on? You watching for the first time? Thank you so much for watching. Should I go for long distance relationship? Good question. Um, everything should be boiled, everything should boil down to God's leading. There is not a relationship condition that God cannot use. There are certain relationship conditions that God would never use, but I'm talking about anything that's within a biblical context, God can use um those relationship conditions. But the question is, is it confirmed by God? Is it something that God wants you to do? The good thing about your situation right now, man, is that you have the opportunity to find out. Some people are married with children and they're they're they're, they're stuck in a situation. And uh, and now they're in God's redemptive plan of their um, um, out of his will choice. So uh, I see nothing wrong with a long distance relationship if God is in it, if God is initiated, if God is conceiving it. But take your time to make sure because there are some challenges that comes with a long distance relationship. But the real question is, are you content with God and content with your singleness? Never rush into something with discontentment of your heart. <clears throat> Don't get into a relationship with loneliness in your heart. Don't get into a relationship to um, to to occupy idle time. Everything should be uh, uh, led by the Spirit of God. And any relationship condition within a biblical context uh, and within some within any all levels of purity, um, God can use. But you just got to make sure God initiated. Hope that helped, bro. <clears throat> to answer your question specifically. Um, should you should you go for a long distance relationship? You should go to make sure that you and God's relationship are close. If you and God's relationship are close, it doesn't matter how long distance the relationship is. Uh, God will make sure that it's valuable and it's beneficial to the both of you, and He'll give you grace. If you and God have a long distance relationship, then no matter how close or how far you are with the person that you want to be, it just won't work out. So go to God, make sure you and God are close, make sure that you get clarity from God, and then see what He wants you to do with that relationship. Good question, though. Are perfumes, makeup, and air fresheners really associated with the Jezebel spirit? Also, things like candles and incense. I'm not quite sure. Um, <clears throat> um, I know there's a lot of sects of groups, different groups out there that um, associate those things with those uh, from what I've heard before, but I'm not well versed in that to really give insight. I think it all does boil down to the unction of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit says, hey, don't use that. Don't uh, do that. Then go with him. Um, but Perfumes, makeup, and air fresheners. Uh, I doubt it because you know I use air fresheners. You know what I'm saying? My wife used perfume and makeup, and and God is very, very involved in our lives. But there may be some companies, there may be some things within that may not be good for your health, that may not be good for whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Also, things like candles and incense. I'm not sure. I think everything boils down to the motive. 
I think everything boils down to how that product is used and the and the um, spirit behind the product. So if the Holy Spirit says, yay, it's cool. If he says nay, then don't do it. That's the best that I can do for that question. But good question, though. <clears throat> Excuse me, brother. What's up, Melina? What's up, Aries? Uh, Jonathan says, brother, I want to use my talents and gifts to honor God. But why do I feel like sometimes I should and be? I don't want to be the servant who buries his talents. Good question, bro. Um, I want to use my talents and gifts to honor God, but why do I feel like sometimes I shouldn't be? Um, but you got to ask yourself, like if it's, if it's gifts that God has given you, um, God deserves honor from them. <clears throat> and now you have to make sure um, you set the right habits around your life to make sure those giftings are in a level of excellency um, that can really benefit the kingdom of God. But uh, the question really boils down to, are there any insecurities and inadequacies in your heart? I remember when God told me to write my first book, this book right here, Unplugged. When I wrote this first book, there was a lot of fears. I was like, God, I don't know if I really want to do this. And God was like, yo, if you don't do this, what's going to happen to them? What's going to happen to all the people that's going to be impacted by that book and the books that spawn from it? What's, what's going to happen? And this one book right here turned to this book here, Purpose of Singleness, then turned to this book, World War Me, The Purpose of Freedom. And dating prep. See, once you get over your fears, you never know what's inside of you. And my As He Says book, the, my first children's book is downstairs. All these books are available on Amazon. But what I don't want to happen to you is to fall into a place of frustration and inadequacies where you're not productive. Now, if I would have, if I would have uh, believed the fears that was speaking um, to my heart, I would have never created those books. Therefore, I wouldn't have been impacting people. There were times when I didn't feel like doing videos. I'm like God, man, I just I stutter. I talk fast at times. Um, um, who's my audience? Who's going to listen? Um, but God said, man, hey, man, if you don't do it, what's going to happen to them? God wants to use you. And anytime you feel like you're about to bury your talents, make sure you bury it as far as, far as planting. There's two types of things. There's, there's burying and then there's planting. You see what I'm saying? Plant your gift. Don't bury them. Burying a gift means that you're hiding it away and, and, and the place that you're burying it has no um, um, resource ability to ensure that gift is produced. But if you plant your gift, if you plant it in, 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 in God, if you plant it and, and really nurture it and grow it, man, you'll be shocked what God can do for you. So if you if you feel like you inadequate or you insecure or that uh, that the perfect conditions are not set or you feel like um, who's going to read it, who's going to do it. Hey, man, who cares? There was plenty of times that I did videos and didn't get that many views and no likes, no thumbs up. I started my videos before Facebook even had a thumb up or a likes feature. But I knew for a fact because I was in love with God and because I care about the burden on his heart and the people that he wanted me to reach, I got to it. Never let anything or anyone keep you um, from producing, even if you don't feel the fruits immediately from your production. So I want to use my talents and gifts to honor God, but why do I feel like sometimes I shouldn't be? It's because the enemy knows just how powerful you are. The enemy doesn't want you to feel the fruits of finished. He doesn't want you to eat the fresh fruit from a finished product. Every month I eat fruit from these finished products. Each of these books are selling and they may not be selling uh, hundreds and millions and thousands of copies, but it's selling enough to help me and mine. You see what I'm saying? And so and now I'm eating the fruit. When you, when I first held this book in my hand, this book is, is 10 to 11 years old. Nobody can tell me nothing. Once you finish, you don't, because you're not an author, you're not a, a creative. If it's stuck here, 
You are when it's manifested. And the enemy doesn't want you to feel that finished product because there's a confidence that builds. There's a hurdle that you've crossed. And now you're able to really get into a productive mode where that first book now then turned into six. And I'm working on my seventh and and and, and, and already skeletalized six others or so. You see what I'm saying? And now 1,500 videos, uh, six books, two card games, two courses, uh, multiple cities preached in. Man, it all started from obeying him the first time. So don't bury your ideas, plant them, nurture them, and watch them grow. And then eventually you'll be eating fruit from that tree all the days of your life. You will also be able to provide fruit for other people to eat from because of your obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. People rather worship God on Sundays instead of being productive and obeying him the rest of the week. Don't get so caught up on only uh, minimizing your Christianity to a worship experience on Sundays. Make sure that you are obedient and productive in the things of God because going to Sundays, going to churches ain't going to benefit you. Uh, um, for certain areas of life. The church ain't going to give you no money. The church ain't going to do that much stuff for you. It's, gonna, it's a resource, but there's some stuff that he wants you to obey now so that you can be able to be generational wealth transferee where you're transferring uh, wealth and impact beyond your years. That's what I'm doing in my life. When, I, when I'm dead and gone 40, 60, 70 years from now, my books are going to be older than me. My impact's going to be older than me. And it's all because I, 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 I anchored myself in confidence in Christ. I don't want to be the servant who buries his talents. You know what you need to do? Start today. Whatever it is that God wants you to do, anyone's listening to me, whatever God wants you to do, write that first sentence, draw that first picture, write down that first idea and do it. Trust me. You can go, I got all the stuff I've ever done is documented. You can go all the way back to the beginning of time of, of 10, 11 years ago, and you can watch the views, the likes at those period moments, and you can see where I'm at now. Listen, the devil doesn't want you to feel uh, the feelings are finished. He doesn't want you to eat the fruit of your consistency. Hope to help, bro. <clears throat> What's up, uh, Jordan? Oh, there we go. I've been celibate for three years. Can you give me some advice on how to stay strong? Know that your strength uh, your, um, your strength is made perfect in your weakness. The joy of the Lord is your strength, right? The more you enter into God's joy, the more strengthened you are. When gratitude is your attitude, when contentment is your cement and is your anchor, then celibacy becomes easier. You see what I'm saying? Also, um, being productive, being consistent in your craft, leads to you not even thinking about the fact that you celibate. Whatever your mind focuses on to a degree reflects what you have buried or planted in your heart. If your uh, if your mind is focusing on the time that you've been celibate or the desires of being in a relationship to meet the needs of your sexual desires, then you're going to find yourself you're going to find yourself always focusing on those different things. So what you have to do number 1 is to make sure that you that you um that that you don't even think about it. What helped me was knowing for a fact that I got I don't I, I can't have idle time. Idle time leads to idle mind. Idle mind leads to idle hands. You see what I'm saying? And idle hands leads to idle worship. You see what I'm saying? And so when you begin to think always about the fact that you celibate and you don't occupy that space with productivity, don't occupy that space with the joy of the Lord as your strength. You see what I'm saying? That's why it's important to know that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. Every day of my celibacy, uh, well, uh, well, celibacy of, of, not, of being sexually pure, 
I had to make sure that I knew for a fact that I could not trust myself. The, when the moment you know that you can't trust yourself is the moment that you dependently rely on God in those tough moments in all moments because you're not able to stay consistent without him. And when you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength, then you will always enter into God's joy with gratitude as your attitude and having the mindset matured enough to be able to understand the benefits of celibacy, to understand the benefits of, of staying pure. And what got me and kept me out of a lot of trouble is my mind really thoroughly processing the consequences of temporal satisfactions. I always played the long game. I, I, I had a marathon uh, mentality. I, I, I didn't care about sprinting to the bedroom or sprinting to sexual experience or sprinting to these different things because I knew that there are immediate consequences that could occur. And, and, and that will hinder the 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 legacy that I want to live leave that will hinder um the 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 type of life that I want and so I decided hey this makes perfect sense on why I shouldn't be doing this and that is what will help you stay strong number one acknowledging that you're weak and letting God strengthen you because of your acknowledgement of your weakness. Number two, entering into God's joy. Let contentment be your cement. Enter into God's joy and say, God, I'm grateful for you. What can I do to serve you? And in your and in your weaknesses being acknowledged and being strengthened by that because you entered into God's joy, then you will find yourself productive and ensuring that you utilize that uh, singleness to be so valuable. Man, I wrote these uh, six books. You see what I'm saying? When I was when I wasn't married. You see what I'm saying? I was productive. I did so many videos. I wrote so many books. I did so many things because I knew idle time leads to idle mind. Idle mind leads to idle hands. Idle hands leads to idle worship. Hope that makes sense. So stay strong because he's strong. Stay strong because he's the only one that's going to be able to do so. And let contentment be your cement. Let your confidence in Christ be your cement and be anchored in, in, in that. And you'll progress wisely in life. Good questions. Aries says, how do you know when something is God's timing? Good question. <clears throat> I've done many videos on God's timing. And for those who want a little bit more thorough explanation of it, you can go to just type in Joshua Ezzy in YouTube, type in God's timing. You'll see a lot of videos on that. But to help you right now, Aries, you know it is God's timing. Hmm. A lot of nuance to this. So let bear with me. God's timing is so perfect that it's not hard to recognize. When I knew it was God's timing to get married to my wife, it was it was perfect. Everything just worked out. There was no sweat. There was no rush. There was peace there. Um, there was wisdom there. There was manifestation there to such a degree where my mind knew it was God. Um, um, you know what is about to be God's timing when shiftings occur, when thing, when people are being removed or people are being added, things are being changed, things are getting sucked away. You know that you're entering a new phase, but when you're in the proximity of God's timing, you there's a peace there. there there's a mental uh, uh, reckon, reckon, um recognition that, wow, everything lines up. 
The thing we know for a fact, the fruits of something that's given to you by God, because whatever is given to you by God, the moment was given to you was God's perfect timing, is that it adds no sorrow. Most of the things that God happens, it adds no sorrow. It, it needs no sweat. And, and it's been strategically sent. You see what I'm saying? What was the first one I said? I said, um, um, as no sorrow. When God brings something in your life, it gives you joy everlasting. It may, it may make you, it may make you, let's make sure you make it plain. It adds no sorrow. I mean, sorrow means I wish I never had this. Most people are relationships right now and they say, well, this is the one God has me. Well, let me give you, let me give you some time. Let's see what happens. If it's sorrow in that relationship and that and it goes south and it gets sour, then chances are it wasn't for God. Many people learn time with something than time before something. It's best to trust God's timing before a thing than to get a thing and then realize it was a waste of time. So what you have to do is you say, God. I know anything that's sent by you is not going to add no sorrow. God ain't going to have you get in debt for something. God ain't going to have you uh, stress over something. God ain't going to have you sell your body or do a bunch of different things outside of his will to get it because those things lead to sorrow. Number two, um, it won't stress you out. You see what I'm saying? I forgot my other essence. It won't, it has no sorrow. It won't stress you out. Um, it'd be strategically aligned and, um, there's a specific type of peace that comes. That's all that I can say to it. But I got two or three videos online on God's timing. Just type in Joshua Ezzy and God's timing and you'll be able to have, you'll be able to find those materials. What's up, Kier Pratt? What is one big step I should do to get closer to God? Good question. What is one big step I should do to get closer to God? It's what you should do. Remove the clutter. It's hard to get close to God when there's everything in the way. I wouldn't say this is probably the number one step, but I know it's a big step is to say, number one, why do I need to get close to him? Many of us look at God as an accessory and not the main outfit. We look at him as an asset amongst many versus the source of all life. The moment your mind becomes clear about who God is and how he cares about you and how close that he wants to be to you. And what I mean by close to God, the Bible says, is it him that we live, move and have our being? He's the closest thing to us. His, his, his spirit is in us. There's nothing else that could be closer to us than his spirit. But the closest that we're talking about is the cooperative companionship cooperative companionship that 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 I remove the clutter out of our mind that's causing me not to cooperate with our companionship that's causing me not to cooperate with our relationship and you got to look at your life and say okay what are the things in my life right now that is that is that is causing clutter from in me mentally that's that's causing me to move uh or disconnect me from being close to him and 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 and, and I'm telling you from personal experience man God is everything. God is more than enough. He's the greatest asset of all assets. He's the source of all resources. And, and when you understand that mentally, you will enjoy his time. See, see, you got to see what makes relationships impactful is partnership. 
Many people think relationship, but they don't think partnership. The core of our relationships is partnership. What are we partnering for? What is our common goal? What is our common interest? My wife, I didn't marry my wife because she looks good. I didn't marry my wife because of aesthetics. I married her because of assignment. Many people get married for aesthetics, but don't get married for assignment. When you get married for assignment, then you know for a fact you got to make sure you are closely associated with God so that you will be able to allow him to select the individual that will be a joint partner in an assignment. And when I had my books and when I had videos, I met with God often because I knew without him, these materials ain't going to be as dope on his own. So I had an assignment that made sure I was associated with him. And in my wife, even though she's aesthetically beautiful and, 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 and all those good things, the best thing about her is that we have a joint assignment. You see what I'm saying? And when you have a purpose and you have an assignment and you are pursuing that thing, you will take God very seriously and you will make sure that you spend time with him every day because you know that he has the gold. He has the wisdom. He has everything that you need to be successful. So what is one big step I should do to get closer to God? Remove the clutter. Remove the clutter that's caused you not to be cooperative in your companionship and 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 have a conversation with him and say, what what is our joint venture? God, what are we in partnership for? You know, what do you have me to do? And I'm telling you, when you get creative with God, because the beautiful, the first thing we knew about God was in the beginning, he created. And if you want a close relationship with God, have creative meetings with him. That's where God is 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 more is valuable to you outside of salvation being a being a partner with him in 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 pursuing creative endeavors to spark creativity in others to make sure that people's creativity is anchored in the creative creator nothing better so how you get close to god number one remove the clutter number two accept the conviction and number three be creative with him accept the conviction means Hey, I need to change. I need to, I need to level up. I need to repent. I need to, I need to accept this conviction and grow and, and really be serious about this thing. And when you get into that creative flow with God, man, you ain't going to want to, you ain't going to want to leave his presence. Trust me. And she says, what is, what's your advice for teenagers who don't know what to do for college yet or what God's calling is? Great question. What I would tell that student, that teenager right now is don't go to college until you know your purpose. And what I would also tell a teenager right now, while you're getting ready for college, you got to make sure that every step that he takes or she takes has to be anchored in a relationship. The, the reason why we don't have a relationship with God, because we grew up in environments that didn't teach us what relationship is. You know, when people think relationship with God, they, they don't they don't they can't really compute it, especially this generation with uh, social media and technology. Um, <clears throat> people don't really know how to have human to human interactions. And if you're not good with human to human interactions, you're not going to be able to understand human to God react, um, uh, interaction. So the, what I would if, if you his mother or her daughter and her uh, mother or father, etc., wh whoever you are to that teenager, what I would do is I will help them systematically understand the attributes of God. God. Go to Google and type in the attributes of God. Help that young person get to know God because the moment they get to know God, they'll get to know themselves. And then when they get to know themselves, they'll be able to understand even more um, uh, detailed their, their purpose in life. And a lot of people go into college without knowing who they are. You know what I'm saying? You wasting money, wasting time going to a school to find yourself. You got to make sure you go to the school of the Godhead to find out who you are so you can get your head straight. So that when you go to college, you'll be strategic or you may not even go to college. 
You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> um, what is your advice for teenagers who don't know what to do for college yet? Don't go to college yet until you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there should be grace. I think there should be growth. And, and, and that all leads to them getting knowing God, because what I don't want for that young person, any young person watching me right now is to go to school because everybody else is doing it. Going to school because your parents say to you got to make sure you know who you are so that you don't waste time in a place where you making investments. You see what I'm saying? Where you spending money for because there's a lot of people who are 20 some years old, 30 some years old and don't have a clue of who they are. Now, let me let me help you understand um, how to uh, know your calling. Um, first, you got to answer the call. The phone is ringing. You got to pick up the phone and say, God, here am I. What do you need? Hey, what you need? What you need for me to do? Also, you got to answer the call, meaning saying, God, I surrender all to you. And I'm going to answer this call on my life. And God, I need clarity on this call. Clarity comes from community. Community um, um, leads to companionship, deepens it, right? And so the more you build community with God by being intentional and, and getting to know him through his word and through accountability and, and through just spending time with him, then you will begin to see the creativeness of yourself come to the surface. And the best thing I could tell that young person is look inside of them. Look inside of yourself and ask yourself, what do you have a passion for? What would you do if no one gave you a dime? What's one burden that you're supposed to help lift off of people? And what are you good at without sweating that you just naturally good at? I was I was always good at giving advice. I got yearbooks from back in the day when I was in sixth grade all the way through high school where people's like, thanks for the advice. You, you all that. So I knew I was good at advice, but I try to suffocate that skill set because back in my day, I was envious of all the people who had external gifts, external gifts like singing, dancing, drawing, uh, uh, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, how am I going to be successful with my gift sets? And then over time, my, my, um, creative outlets became to be a little more clear with technology. And now I realize that I can coach people and YouTube and write books and, and the rest is history. So I hope that helped. But answer the call. You see what I'm saying? All of us have a calling. But so many of us, we're so busy talking to everybody else that we keep sending God to voicemail. When are we going to get to a place in our life where we say, you know what? I got to go. God is calling me. This, you know, this relationship was good, but I got to go. God is calling me. This friendship was cool, but I got to go because God is calling me. You know, I would love to go there with y'all, but here's God calling me. I got to go talk to him. And when you begin to realize that his voice matters and that he has a purpose for you, that you are called specifically by the, by, by uh, uh, the divine, you'll get disciplined, you'll get productive and you'll get things done. But it all boils down by stripping away all the clutter and really get to know him. Silence is the best way to hear from God. If there's always a bunch of noise around you, and the reason why people got a bunch of noise around them is because they're insecure. They'd rather have company to keep up spacing in life versus removing all that company to really hear clearly from God. I'm going to do some more videos for teenagers and uh, people in their 20s. I get a lot of questions from you guys, and I'll be um, um, targeting my, my thoughts towards that audience to get people ready for, for the next phase of their life. Next question. Do you think anxiety can be a spiritual tool to tell us something our spirit knows? Sometimes I have anxiety after being around certain people. What about soul ties and anxiety? Good question. Um, anxiety is the fruit. 
how can I put this? Anxiety is the fruit. Hmm. Anxiety is the fruit where there is no faith, no peace, no joy. Faith, peace, joy, love. Faith, peace, joy, love. I'm not really anxious about anything now. Because perfect love casts out all fear. The joy of the Lord is my strength. His peace surpasses all of my understanding. Faith, love, joy. Faith, love. And my faith is strengthened because of God's faithfulness. Because God has been faithful to me, I can rest in him because I know he's solid. My faith is strong. I know he has, I know his peace. And patience is, is what leads to full productivity and full production manifested. So I pace myself because the peace of God lets me know he's heard my prayers, that he's with me. Stay with me. Stay patient with me. Be productive so I have nothing to rush for. His joy is my strength. So when I find myself sad, when I find myself going through whatever, I know that, that whenever I'm weak, I can walk into his joy. And I know that he loves me, so I have no fear. So I am fearless when I pursue anything he wants me to pursue. So anxiety is the fruit is the fruit of a life that has no love, no joy, no peace, and no faith, no deep understanding of it. Now, to answer your uh, question specifically, anxiety can let you know that maybe there's a relationship or friendship that you shouldn't be around. See what I'm saying? That could be um, something that anxiety is letting you know, hey, man. I don't know about these individuals. I don't know about these people. Maybe you should rethink this. Maybe you should do that. So anytime I feel anxious, anytime now anxious, anxiety could be also um, you going into the unknown and you feel a little bit anxious. But the Bible says, uh, what does the Bible say in Philippians? Um, oh, man. Don't be anxious for nothing, but in every in all things with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known, known to God and, and, and he'll give you a peace of past all understanding. So when you feel anxious, that's when you go to God. God, okay, I feel anxious. I need your strength. I need your help. But but I hope that helped because a lot of people are anxious because they don't know what love, joy, peace, and, and faith is. And all those entities, all those valuable assets are in God. Hope to help. I got time for two more and I got to go. Hope this is helpful. And I'll be back with another video tomorrow. I'm probably going to do all Q&As next week because I'm back at work. So I have to... Uh, Focus on my energy towards that. So I'll be giving you guys more Q&As. God has led me to write a book, but I, I've come to a roadblock. How do you push forward to the finish line and publish? Good question, Nicole. That's right up my alley. So you're going to find yourself in roadblocks. And what I notice about roadblocks is it's very interesting how God navigates me when I write. I used to be like, God, man, why am I stuck? And usually God has you stuck because he wants to show you something. That if you would have continued writing, you would have missed out on a revelation that, that is a birth from an experience. There's been times where I was stuck and I was like, God, why am I stuck right here? And then, then two weeks later, when I get back in that river of writing, it was stuff that happened within that 10, two weeks that contributed to the book. So what you have to do is just say, God, why am I stuck? Are, are you? Do you have me stuck because of you? And then you'll feel a peace in God saying, you know what? I have you in this place right now because I don't want you to write. Because you may be writing from where you are now, but in these next two weeks, there may be some things I want to show you. Or if you stuck because of demonic resistance, then that's when you go to God and say, God, you know, show me what's going on. And God will give you revelation and you utilize your authority to combat it. And what I would normally do when I know it's demonic resistance, what I do is 
I go right to that book and I just start writing. I fight the resistance. But if you feel stuck and you're like, man, I'm in a roadblock, but I feel good. There's no demonic resistance. And God could be stalling you because he wants you to go through a specific experience that contributes value to your book. Got to go, y'all. <clears throat> Got to do things for my wife and myself to get ready for tomorrow. Love you all. I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing. Um, I pray these, these answers was a blessing to you all. Um, the rest of y'all's questions, man, just make sure you hit the notification bell, all that good stuff so that you'll be able to um, know when I go live so you guys can post your questions um, so I can be able to help you all. Man, y'all got some good questions. I got to go, y'all. Y'all know I love you. Subscribe, hit the bell, comment, let me know what you got from it. Um, post your question in the comments below. And I, maybe those, a lot of y'all's comments, God, you a uh, question God utilizes uh, for video content. So post those things below. Love you all. Y'all be blessed. Um, all my books are on Amazon now. Go to imunplugged.com for all things Coach Josh. If you want one on one coaching, if you want to, if you got a question, you like, Josh, I need to talk to you personally. You can schedule a custom coaching session with me today. Go to my website, imunplugged.com. Uh, forward slash custom dash coaching, pick a coaching niche, uh, fill out the form, send me your budget, and I'll customize a, a coaching session according to your budget. Um, and my hours are limited now, so I got Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays afternoon available and Saturdays available, and then every other Saturday starting in September. Um, so if you want to get on my books, if you want me to help you, uh, schedule now because a lot of my old clients are going to be flooding in. And if you want to get a spot, you got to get in quick because those hours are very short now. And, and my time is a little bit uh, not as available as it was this summer. Um, but I love you all. Y'all be blessed. See y'all tomorrow. And my job here is done. The Holy Spirit got you for the rest of the evening. Y'all be blessed. Start your week strong. Start your week strong. Start your day with, finish your day with God so that your week can be started strong. Love you guys. Peace.